0: Welcome to the Beers and Ears Podcast. Here are your hosts,
1: Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown.
0: Welcome, my friends, to the Beers and Ears Podcast. We are your hosts, your ghost hosts. My name is Casey.
1: And my name is Matt.
0: We are so excited to have you happy haunts here today, talking about one of our absolute favorites. Favorite attractions inside the Disney parks: The Haunted
1: Mansion. <laughs> oh, you are very much in the mood for this episode, Casey. You have no idea. <laughs> so, Matt, so- we
0: have a special guest today, don't we?
1: Yes, we have brought on the host of the Glitter and Gore podcast that looks at women in horror, uh, Kaylee Jensen. Welcome. Hello.
2: Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited.
1: Thanks so much for taking the time to come on. We are very excited to have you. Um, So Kaylee, if you could start just giving our listeners a little bit about your Disney story, um, how you got into Disney, your favorite stuff of Disney, you know, things like that.
2: Sure. Well, I have always been a Disney kid and um, I did the Disney College program for spring in 2014 and it was a, not a lot of sleep and a lot of working. Um, I was at downtown Disney at the time. They were just starting to transition to Disney Springs. But um, most of my days off were spent in the parks playing. And I was at Disney World, so I was in Florida.
1: The idea of I have a day off or an afternoon off. What should I do? I'll just go to a Disney park. Just just I, I, that, that, that world just feels so wonderful.
2: Oh, it was. I, uh, and we, I was very close with the people that I worked with. So we would do if we all were working at six p.m. because it was downtown Disney, so we were open late. We would all go. We'd pick a different park every Wednesday or Thursday, and all meet there in the morning. Do that all day, and then we would go and close the store that night. Kaylee, before
0: you, you know, became a DCP, were you always into Disney? Was that something that you've always been? It's just been part of you, or how did you come to Disney, if you will? How how did it become part of your life?
2: Disney's always been very big in my life. It was. We went to the parks. So the first time we went to Disney, we went in second grade. And I actually have a story with Haunted Mansion in regards to my brother. Because I was seven. He was five. Um, we rode Haunted Mansion. and He yelled at my parents because he said it was scary. And they said it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I I could see how at, you know, five years old, that could, that could be a little scary for a kid. But I mean, once you realize they're happy haunts, they're not there to scare you. They're there to socialize. It's not as scary, but I could, I could see that at five years old. So it's always been, been part of your life. That's, that's awesome. So, so you were in the DCP for, was it, was it one whole semester, one year? How, how does that whole thing work?
2: I just did it for a semester, so I just, I started at the very beginning of January and left the very last day of May. Okay. Um, But some of the people I worked with, they extended, so they started in the fall and then stayed through the spring semester. For the DCP, you could only stay for a year, and then you'd have to leave and then reapply. Okay. Or you can just decide to, that you don't want to essentially finish school and go back and just work for Disney as a regular (laughs) cast member.
0: I have several friends who have, who have, who have done that. I have one a DCP member and then transitioned to a regular cast member uh, who now runs, I think one of the merchandise shops at one of the water parks. And she's been down there for 10 plus years. And yeah, it does seem to be a thing you go work for the mouse after you've worked for the mouse, you know? And so, (laughs) so, so that's excellent. So you obviously had a great time when you were down there.
2: Oh, I loved it. I wouldn't, I would repeat it again it was wonderful it's I will talk about it any chance I get
0: <laughs> beautiful well Matt I think we've got some some fun questions about what she did down there and how it pertains to the haunted mansion right
1: yeah absolutely um, um did you ever you correct me if I'm wrong but you worked some haunted mansion at some point
2: no but I did get to do a backstage tour ah
1: really? excellent um, we will be asking questions about that later in the pod stay tuned <laughs> <laughs> So I, we usually like to start with a little bit of background information on these attractions. So, I mean, this is an opening day uh, attraction. It it was one of the things that Walt Disney worked on, um, though if my... Research is correct. It seems like this was, um, it went through a lot of iterations and what it landed on was not necessarily what was originally thought of, but regardless. Um, But it's in four different Disney parks. Um, And what I found interesting about each of the mansions, the one in Disneyland, Magic Kingdom, uh, Tokyo Disney, and, oh. uh, Paris. um, Disneyland Paris. Paris. Thank you. Thank you. All of the mansions, the exterior are different because they had to look at what do the people of that area view as a haunted house.
0: Yeah, well so so real quick, let let's let's rewind just a moment. I want to talk a little bit about, you know, you did mention that Walt worked on this sort of. He did sort of work on this, but that wasn't necessarily something that he had uh, necessarily a a, a a huge hand in. He actually signed this assigned this to to Disney Legend Harper Goff. And and as they were kind of sketching out the idea of what this was going to look like in Disneyland, they, they actually constructed the outer part of the building and it sat there vacant at Disneyland for years and, and there was a huge sign on on the side of the uh, the building that said, coming soon, you know, we're out collecting ghosts from all over the world. And, and there were different iterations. At one point it was going to be a walkthrough attraction. Uh, at one point they were going to call it the Museum of the Weird, right? And, and they, they, they could not figure out whether they wanted this attraction to be Really like horrific, you know. We talk about the horror genre, or in scary, or if they wanted it to be fun, and ultimately what ended up happening was when they brought Mark Davison and and many others ex um ex Stencio uh, and Claude Coates they all contributed ideas and, and really what happened was is they said you know what we got to add a little bit of fun to this we got we have to add some smiles to this which is where the the song came from Grim Grinning Ghost and so that's ultimately kind of where this idea came from and then one of the things that they were really concerned about was Walking people through it just wasn't going to have enough thoroughput, right? Matt, you and I have talked about that before. Capacity is king when it comes to these attractions. Yes. So that's the this is one of the rides. It's not the first, but it's one of the one of the originals where the omni mover was really born. And I mean, because Peter Pan is another one of the ones where the Omni Mover is kind of its thing. It's a flying omni mover, but this is a true omni-mover, right? And so That They were able to get a lot more people, a lot more capacity. And so that's why you have this mismatch of it's fun, it's creepy, it's weird, it's it's, it's a fun ride. And ultimately, that's how the story was ultimately born over the years. And so they finally, if I'm not mistaken, I don't, and I could be wrong here, I don't know if Walt ever saw the completed Haunted Mansion. I believe he passed away before it actually opened. If I I'm believe not,
1: you're correct. Yeah, I think you're I, I, correct on
0: that. yeah, I don't think he ever saw it. But now back to your point, each of the four faces is something different, right? So you've got the the haunted mansion in Disneyland, Disney World, but the one in in I believe it's is it
1: Tokyo we said? And Tokyo, it's a uh, uh, Mystic Manor, and there's uh. a reason
0: for that because it has to do with with. Um, east culture right? of yeah it, it's it's called mystic manor i think you're right and it has to do with or phantom manor phantom manor
2: isn't a phantom manor or is that paris <laughs> Hold on.
0: yeah disneyland paris is phantom manor
2: it, I'll say it is mystic manor in hong kong there
1: you in go. hong yeah. kong it's mystic manor but but it is but it's phantom manor in and haunted mansion is in tokyo disney but yeah okay yes yeah. yes okay and,
0: and the whole the whole reason to your point matt is that based on cultural views of spirits and the afterlife and stuff, they had to adjust it accordingly. And the Phantom Manor one um, is actually not a haunted mansion at all. It's more of an adventure and all about the proprietor of that house, collecting all these relics from around the world. And it's, um, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty much a departure from what you get at the two uh, stateside attractions.
1: Kaylee, any interesting histories that came up from that backstage tour?
2: I'll start with like Disney World and Disneyland because Disneyland is built in because it's definitely more because it's in oh my gosh what is it called what do they call it over at Disneyland?
0: It's the New Orleans, uh, New Orleans yeah, it,
2: it, yeah, 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 New Orleans Square. So it's set up like a house, like a mansion in New Orleans would be, and then with Disney World, it's a different type of mansion because it's in Liberty Square. Yeah. So that's why those are two drastically different looks even just in the u.s alone which i always which i find is super interesting and with D- california in disneyland they change the ride from halloween to christmas time
0: mm-hmm. the actual it's, inside that, of the
2: ride is different
0: that, the overlay right they put a whole overlay having to do with uh nightmare before christmas right
2: yep
1: oh. yeah. now do you, do you guys like that I I have never seen the I've never been on the night before Christmas one. Is that something you like or 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 not? I'll let you answer I, first, Kaylee.
2: I say I definitely I'm just I'm such a loyalist to like the traditional haunted mansion that it's a little it's a little bit off putting for me. I haven't done that one in a in a hot minute. It's been a while, but even just writing through it and seeing how it, it does is different. It just it's not. It doesn't appeal to me because I would not be happy if I was going to Disneyland to to ride Haunted Mansion and it's got a whole different overlay.
0: See, for me, and and I had a chance to. I don't know if you guys have watched the uh, the show decorating Disney for Halloween mm-hmm. time. They talk about that. They talk about where that kind of came from, how they did it. They make a. Apparently, they do a, a different cake every year that sits on the dining room table that's different every year. See. I think the reason, and, and what they explained in, in, the, in the show, the reason why Disneyland can get away with it is because it's not nearly as tourist heavy as Walt Disney World. Like, if somebody's planning a trip to Walt Disney World from across the, the world or across the pond, or even it's their first Disney World trip, you know, they want to experience the the nostalgia. They want to experience the the you know the, the attractions for what they are, which is one of the reasons why you don't see a lot of overlays at Walt Disney World at all. Where Disneyland, it's much more localized so they're trying to give that local local audience something different. I personally would love to see it. I think it's fun. I love the Haunted Mansion in Disney World. I would love to see the Disneyland version without the overlay, and then I'd love to see the Disneyland version with the overlay. I, to me, I think it's in any variety you can spice it up with I think is fun. But I can definitely see your point, Kaylee, that if you know you have a once-in-a-lifetime trip planned to Disneyland and that's the only one you get to see and you're, not, let's say, not a, a Nightmare Before Christmas fan, I could see why you'd be disappointed.
2: Right. Well, and I, I mean, I love Nightmare Before Christmas. That's not at all the issue. It's just, I just, I really enjoy the traditional version of it, yeah. but I mean, I've done Mickey's not so scary Halloween party at Disney World and done seeing the overlays, you know, with the teacups and how they changed space mountain and all of that. And I love that. Like, but I'm also paying for that experience by going to the party.
0: Yeah. You're talking exactly. about a, a hyper, the hype for the hyperspace mountain, right? When they turn all the lights off. <laughs>
2: yeah. They have, it's very, and they've got very like techno music. It is a trip. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I heard it like it's like techno Star Wars music or something, I thought. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I, that Space Mountain, that's a whole other show. But, you know, that, that's already bad enough with how somewhat dark it is. I can only imagine what it's like pitch black in there, like Lord Almighty.
2: <laughs> I, I have seen it with the lights on, though, and that's much scarier. Oh, is it so really it, yeah, it looks my, like it's just a big ball of metal.
0: <laughs> my my fiance, Nate, refuses to put his hands up in that ride because he's afraid that they're gonna get chopped off.
1: <laughs> I'm one hundred percent on his side. I like duck my head. I like I'm like a turtle, like That's okay.
0: That's what he says. He's like, I'm gonna get de- decapitated in there. I'm like, no, you're not. Like you would have to stand up and even then it's probably not gonna happen. <laughs>
2: You know, it was and it was an accidental viewing of it. It was we were on the people mover and it uh, happened to go through and the lights were on. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Nope.
0: <laughs> I think it happened to me once as well. Kaylee, I have a question. And I don't know if they would have addressed this in the backstage tour. Now, is this a cast member only backstage tour or was this for everyone?
2: This was yeah, this was just for cast members. It was at like six in the morning, extremely okay. early. So here's my question.
0: I swear to you, is is a Disney tradition or it's on purpose that whenever I ride the Haunted Mansion, no matter what, I always get stuck on that ride. It always stops. Always. Like, no matter what. And it almost always happens when I'm on the hill going down into the graveyard. Like, it's the most uncomfortable position ever. I think it's a conspiracy against me. But – my question is, uh, did they talk about why that happens a lot on that ride? It just seems like it happens a lot on that ride.
2: Well, there is a superstition that goes in regards to that. Okay. Um, so the crow, when you're first going in, that's like right on the uh, the coffin. That's yeah. That's going up. If they do not like say good morning properly to the crow, and you don't pet it and say good morning, it tends to act up all day.
0: Really. <laughs> wow. That's fun.
2: <laughs> yes. So when, when we get to the backstage door, so this is Haunted Mansion's my absolute favorite ride. Like, and that was when they were doing signups for it. I ran to the, to, you know, to my, my leader and she was like, Oh no, I already put you down. You're the first name on the list. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously I, you. Yes. But I had the honors of doing that proper good morning to the, to the crow or raven. So every
1: morning, every morning, somebody has to like pet the crow and say good morning in the correct way.
2: Yeah, just essentially give it kind of a recognition and then it operates better that day. You know what that reminds
0: me of? There's a, obviously you're into the horror genre. There is a uh, a doll out there that the Annabelle series is based off of. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, I can't remember his name. He's, a, he's like a cork doll. I don't know if you've ever heard of this guy. But apparently... Yes, Robert the doll. If you guys don't know who Robert the doll is, don't do it with kids. Trust me, it's creepy as all get out. <laughs> but Google Robert the doll. This thing is creepy. But apparently there's there's like superstition and, and, and saying that if you don't pay Robert, if you're disrespectful to Robert in any way, including, including not asking this doll's permission if you can take his picture before you take his picture, that bad things will happen to you until you write an apology letter to Robert and send it to him. That people have gone oh, to gosh. see this thing yeah. yeah, gone to go see this thing in the museum and and, and wherever this, this this doll is at and they've taken pictures without asking permission and they've gotten into car accidents. They they've they've lost their jobs, they've gotten divorced, their life has gone into shatters and they've had to write an apology letter and all that bad luck goes away. That's what that mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of, just the much more Disneyized right? version. version. Right? Well,
2: and then, um, but then the, another reason is if people try to get out of their Doom buggy, that triggers it right away to stop yeah. and figure out what that is.
0: <laughs> D- did they show you when you were in the backstage too? I mean, I would imagine that they have got infrared cameras everywhere and you can literally see everything. Is that pretty accurate?
2: Yeah, especially, and then because there is the whole people for whatever reason like to spread ashes in this ride.
0: Yes, I've heard Um, about that. Is that true? Does that (laughs) actually happen?
2: It does happen, and our our guide he was wonderful, and he just kind of said, "Please don't do it. Tell people not to do it because it literally just gets vacuumed up, and then your relative or whichever is in a vacuum."
1: (laughs) (laughs) What what a job to have to vacuum up remains of (laughs) human beings. (laughs)
0: I can only Um, imagine what those security cast members catch on those cameras when you think that no one's watching. Like, seriously. Oh, (laughs) Lord. Well, that's
2: where Madame Leota is floating. They have a metal grate underneath her. Yeah. And you can see where somebody fell when they were trying to, when they got out of their new doom buggy and tried to get to her. You can see where they fell. There's an indent in the metal grate because they decided to just try to go (laughs) get her. Huh.
1: And they fell, and now their imprint is permanently yeah. in this metal grate.
2: <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> did you guys? Did you guys see? So in that that Halloween special, I don't know if you guys saw that Halloween special, but the the Madame Leota that floats in Disneyland is obviously the same Madame Leota. But during the overlay, they actually got the original actress's daughter, who also is a cast member and works for Disney, to do those lines. A little bit differently, but to be able to recreate that whole Madame Leota sequence, and it's it's her, it's her daughter who actually does that in the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay.
2: Serpents and spiders, tail of a rat, call in the spirits wherever they're at. That's awesome. I love that so much.
0: I do too. I just think it's great. In fact, in that that episode, she she says, you know, sometimes I'll be riding the ride with my with my with my kids. So. Madame Leota's grandkids, and and I'll say, oh, there's, gran- there's grandma. And for a while there, they didn't really realize what it was, but she goes, it's really nice to hear my mom's voice and to just, you know, to always I have that. It. Isn't that kind of cool? I just think that's just it really is. neat, you know? That's really that, sweet. That there's, there's, there's actual humans and people behind these iconic things that we've come to treasure, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. So I'd like to transition now into what is... What are our favorite parts of the ride? Um, So, um, uh, Casey, why don't you kick us off? What's your favorite part of this ride?
0: Oh, my goodness, Matt. I mean, goodness. I think one of of the coolest effects and one of the times that I actually got stopped on the ride was I got stopped right at the moment, literally right at the moment, that the clock, that hand goes to grab you with the shadow. You know which one I'm talking about, guys? So you're, <laughs> yeah. you're the oh, yeah. And the hand would keep coming around. I, I think I watched that hand spin like probably 30 times before the ride kicked back on. I just think that's a really cool effect, the way that that, that does that, the way the hand comes around. So that that's one of my favorites. I, I mean, this one's a given. I, I love the singing busts. I, I just, there's yep. the oh, technology. Yeah. I think that is just a blast. I know there's that urban legend that one of those is Walt Disney's head, which is not true, but uh, I, I just, I just, I love the singing bust. The cryptos creak and the quake.
1: Happy
2: haunts materialize. And begin to vocalize. grim ghosts to socialize.
0: And then I guess the final one is, is the hitchhiking ghost. So not the, the, the interactive part. The one right before that, when you actually see them hitchhiking, I think that was a relatively newer addition, too, with the animatronics mm-hmm. and stuff. I just love that. I think that's fun. I would tell you, I would love if, if and when we will eventually make it to Disneyland. I can't wait to see the hatbox ghost. And just knowing the lore behind the hatbox ghost, um, I really wish they would bring him to Walt Disney World.
2: That is one of my favorite parts about the Haunted Mansion ride in Disneyland. Hands well, I think the
0: story, the story behind it is just so cool. It, 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 and, and you can fill in the gaps where I might be wrong here. The Hatbox Ghost was was an initial, when that original ride in Disneyland attraction opened, basically the effect is the head of the Hatbox Ghost is on his head, and then it disappears and then appears in this kind of lantern hatbox thing that he's carrying Well, when they did it initially back in the 60s, the effect after just a couple of weeks, I want to say, just wasn't working the way the original Imagineers wanted it to work. So they took it out Mm -hmm. and it lingered in literally backstage for decades and back during Disneyland's 60th. Uh, About a year or so before, rumors started to circulate that there would be something coming back into the attraction. They put up a giant scrim in this area, and then in honor of the 60th anniversary, they brought the hatbox ghost back using modern-day technology, projection technology. And so now what you get is his face... Um, will appear and then disappear and then be projected down into basically this lantern area almost like a headless horseman kind of deal if you will and, and I mean it just it sent Disneyland uh, fans over the moon when they had heard about this.
2: And it's been um, compared like the um... With the with the projection, it's been compared to with Constance the Bride. How she's projected, it's they kind of yeah. implemented that same technology for when they brought the hatbox ghost in.
0: So, Kaylee, what's your favorite part of the ride?
2: Well, speaking of Constance the Bride, I love <laughs> that room because there's so much going on in there that I learned during the tour. Because Tell her. there's there's the five pictures like of her with each of her different husbands and each Uh one has like another pearl necklace. So husband one, there's one necklace, the two, there's two of them. So it kind of adds to it. So each husband, she essentially kills off. She has another pearl for it in that room as well for Disney world. They have a bunch of Jack Skellington's hidden in the room.
0: In world? Really?
2: Yeah. To, to kind of pay homage to what they do in, California. Wow. I so did like not know that. So like there's there's a few books and like on the spine, it's got Jack Skellington in it. So they like, that's how Disney World has been able to sprinkle in that um, Nightmare Before Christmas into this, into the Florida Haunted Mansion. Now, isn't there
0: like an urban legend? I don't even think, I think it's actually true now about some kind of a wedding ring in the queue or something mm-hmm. like that. Can you
2: tell us about that? So they the, – the lore is that it's Constance's ring from, you know, her, as the bride, but it initially wasn't planned that way. Okay. It kind of became lore because it just kind of became canon because everybody kept seeing this one spot where it was, and then Disney World decided to run with it.
0: Wasn't it originally, like, like where an old post for the queue used to yep. be? It was, like, a off <laughs> post, and then – if I'm not mistaken, they they redid it and they actually put a real true wedding ring in the cement yes. at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So th- that, and that's one of those things I just, I love about Disney and I agree with you on this, Kaylee, which is, you know, it became canon because fans wanted it to be canon. And so they said, sure, why not? And it just, I just, it's like a, it's like a hidden, it's like a haunted mansion hidden Mickey, if you will. I mean, right. you, you don't know what you're looking for unless you're looking for it.
2: Exactly. Well, and that's, that's so even cool. like the queue for the ride, how they've revamped that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, yeah, you've got all the
0: fun. The yeah.
1: <laughs> it is really a complete experience that once you step into the queue, you're a, you're in the ride, and then there's the whole pre-show, and then the actual ride. It's a really complete ride. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree.
0: Matt, now, how about you, Matt? What's your uh, favorite part?
1: This is maybe an odd one, but it's the voice acting in this uh, in this attraction. Okay. So your ghost host is uh, Paul Fries and um, he also did the Bride Auctioneer in Pirates of the Caribbean. This guy's legendary voice actor. If you go the to tight, hear, right? Uh, no, that is that is um, the next voice actor. That is Thurl Ravenscroft. He's the one that ah, sings "Grim Grinning Ghosts." That's right. And yes, okay. he is also Tony the Tiger. So, um, <laughs> uh, thank you, or uh, you're welcome, listeners. The next time you're hearing "Grim Grinning Ghosts," you can hear their <laughs> "Grim Grinning Ghosts." <laughs> oh my God, did you really just do that? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he also
0: seems, um... oh my god that's gonna be on our new promo just so you know just that that is that is the the intro to our new promo it done <laughs> i love it and
1: then, uh, he also does um you're a mean one mr grinch from the original animated version so that's just that...
0: right he does I love
2: it. you're a mean one mr grinch you really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mister Grinch.
0: Oh wow! Okay,
1: yeah, go. So I it. just love, and and I, that this is one of those things. I imagine that ride if. Let's say I were to try to sing "Grim Grinning Ghosts" or give that opening ghost toast, as you heard from the beginning of this podcast. Well, okay, well, you know, I have a you know fairly nice uh, you know ghostly voice. I, I I would think that attraction would be vastly different if you got some amateur off the street.
2: Isn't it, oh, isn't it true
0: that um, Leota, the the voice of Madame Leota, is also the voice of the bride too? I think so. Uh, I think it is, and in fact i think i think that's i think she was also the the actress i think she, like that's her face that's like not only is she leota, I think that they also modeled her as the bride as well i believe i i, I could be wrong i don't know i i i swear i i read that somewhere.
1: Huh. Uh, according to wikipedia um <laughs> <laughs> the the most um you know wow. uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh uh accurate of all things though actually more accurate than i think we've been led to believe so yeah she is the voice of a uh, haunted mansion but interestingly enough um in film she's lady tremaine in cinderella i i did oh, i did not
2: oh, so ex- cinderella is my favorite Princess. That's awesome. So that just made me very
1: exciting. <laughs> yeah. And also it says here, uh sleeping beauty, she was Maleficent as well. So uh I knew that. I knew Maleficent and
0: Lady Tremaine were the same actor. I guess yeah. I did not know that she did Leota as well. Wow. Well again, it just goes back to show you, you know, we think of Disney <laughs> as this giant behemoth of a company that it is today. But back in those early days, it was a Family company. I mean, to some degree, it still is. But back in those early days, it was truly a a family run and and family atmosphere. I mean, and I know you guys know this, Matt, you especially, you know, every year as cast members, we get those Disney family holiday celebration coupons and events and all that stuff, right? That actually spawned from the fact that when Disney World originally opened in the 70s and 80s, because it was such a small-knit community, they actually used to close the park down at, like, 5 o'clock or maybe even a whole day at one point. And they would just let Disney cast members and Disney family – it was like one giant party celebration in the parks for cast members to celebrate what they had achieved that year, right? So this just – I mean, just – stuff like that where you have the same actress or actor playing various roles or the same Imagineer or the same cast member doing various things with various projects it just it it goes to show you how interconnected and how tight knit the Disney family was during those early years even up until the 80s really before it kind of boomed um Matt I know you you, know, you haven't I'm sorry uh, Kaylee have you watched the imagine, uh, the Imagineering story at all on Disney plus Okay, mm-hmm. you need to shame Matt in the fact that he has not watched <laughs> this yet. Uh, anyway, that, that said, I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil one little thing here because Matt, it's 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 on him. There, there's do you, do you remember the part in in that when they're talking about the Matterhorn? And um, the Imagineer, whose name is escaping me, who had his hand in the Matterhorn, how he goes up there in the basketball court that's in the Matterhorn that's actually there, Mm -hmm. and all these different cast members through the years have signed their name in the Matterhorn, and he gets asked... He gets asked, "Have you signed it?" And he says, "No, I haven't." And in the Imagineering story, he actually signs his name. The guy who created the Flippin Matterhorn had not signed his name inside inside of it, and he finally does it on, live on the show. I mean, it brought tears to my yeah. eyes. Watching that. but me that's what this, you know, that's what I'm saying. That's what this is to me. You know, it's these people have have created this so that people like us, you know, generations later, can have this conversation.
2: Oh, absolutely.
0: So, Matt, do, imagine, imaginary story, dude, seriously.
2: Yeah, what are doing?
1: <laughs> what are doing? Uh, I'll, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, does it I, 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 this almost feels like a silly question. Is there a least favorite part of this ride? I don't have one, but do it, either I of do. you? I do. Having to get off. That that is my least favorite <laughs> part,
0: and, and I and it's I true. I mean that in all seriousness. The second yeah. you pass the bride and she goes, "Hurry back, hurry back," you know, uh, don't forget to bring your dusting. It's like, <laughs> oh, no, like that's I run really around to like, get
2: right back in the queue. That's what yeah, I Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's it's so sad because it's like you and the, there's just that that ride is so quintessentially Disney. It really is. Oh, yeah.
2: Um, my least favorite part is when you get from the stretching room and then you get into the 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 other queue to get onto the ride and everybody races and cuts yes. off. It's like Take your time. You're <laughs> not going anywhere. Take your time.
0: And, and while we're in the, the the whole idea of the stretching room, don't be that guy. Don't be oh. that guy that screams when the lights go out and ruins it for everybody else. Like, don't be that guy. Seriously, there are people who've never been on this experience before, and when you're the one who screams like
1: that, you ruin it. It drives me Yeah, nuts. or or don't quote the entire thing if you know it. Fantastic that you know it. Just just yeah. let just let let
2: Paul Freeze do it. <laughs> <laughs> I will oh, be excited it. if someone asks me to, and it will not be on the ride.
0: <laughs> now you know, Matt, you know the history of why that stretching room is there, right? No, I don't. Oh, you don't? Okay, so the reason why that stretching room is there, in Disney World, it actually serves no purpose other than just to get some more people in from a capacity perspective. But in Disneyland, it's actually an elevator. You are actually going down to the lower level. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why that's there. So in Disney World, they didn't have to do it. They just modeled it after it. But in Disneyland, you actually are going down to the, the ground level, which is why you're actually stretching in Disneyland. Where in Disney World, the ceiling is going up. In Disneyland, you're going down. It's it's two different experiences. And then the uh-huh. second thing I want to call out is, have you ever done an aerial view of the Haunted Mansion from like Google Earth? No, I have check it out. Oh, so Kaylee, what, what 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 do you think I'm about to tell Matt?
2: I don't want to spoil it.
0: Okay, so Matt, <laughs> I gotta go to
2: Google Earth, Earth now. Hang on, yeah. So <laughs> when you so when you when you go Keep
0: to when you go to Google Earth, the facade of the haunted mansion, what you see from the outside and while you're in the queue, is merely like one tenth of the size of the building that houses that attraction. It is ginormous. When you do a and I, I user, or uh, listeners, when users, what are we getting, Tron? Listeners, uh, this is what happens when we record late at night like this. Uh, listeners, when you get a chance, go to Google Earth or go to, you know, Google Maps or whatever and turn on your satellite view and, and just put in, you know, Haunted Mansion, Magic Kingdom, Florida, you'll see a gigantic gigantic like brown building behind the facade it's almost weird looking how small it is but that whole building is the haunted mansion mm-hmm. did you find it yet matt
1: yes i have uh, incidentally uh, listeners don't google haunted mansion it will the first thing we'll give you is a place in wisconsin um that oh. is not the haunted mansion you're looking for um <laughs> just
0: the cow, camera, yeah. I guess. isn't that crazy though
1: That is crazy
0: holy I cow know.
2: Walking through the ride, it's you're just amazed at how big it is.
0: Yeah, it really. Oh yeah, I can only imagine that. That had to be an amazing experience.
2: It is. It's really. It. There's a lot of things that you realize how much it's a trick of the eye. How things work, like that hallway that seems like it's never ending with the floating candle. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's
0: not really. It's just a reflection, right?
2: Right, but so being able to walk into it and like see how far it actually is, it's 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 pretty short. It's actually not as deep as you think it would be.
0: Huh, interesting. And then
2: how they get the ghosts in the ballroom.
0: Yeah, so it's and, like an old trick. Uh, Kaylee, please explain.
2: Well, what I was so shocked at was that they're like neon colored. Oh, really? So they're like <laughs> bright, bright colors. And so they're behind glass. So, like, because we stood in the actual ballroom. And so the actual ghosts are underneath. So you're writing above them where the actual figures are. Yeah. So the light goes in and re- bounces them back out. Cause there's, it's like, it's it's kind of like a two way or one way mirror. So like you can yeah. kind of see out and it's wild just to see, cause they, what was real, what the company does really well is that when they do these tours, they really walk you through it all. So you, it, it's, and it doesn't, I want to say it off the bat that it doesn't ruin the magic of it.
0: I was just going to ask if it spoiled it.
2: It didn't because it made me appreciate it even more. Like, and the piano doesn't actually play, doesn't do anything. They, one of the girls went to try, try it, nothing. But, but when you huh. see it moving, it doesn't actually move. You can't actually play it. Wow. But there is something very sweet in the ballroom that I just think is really worth mentioning. So they had a cast member who was unfortunately um, a part of it who got, got hit by a car and didn't make it. And Aww. they have her picture underneath. There's. A hidden mickey in the ballroom on on the table and her yeah. picture is underneath the so she's always home are you serious i knew about the yes. hidden mickey i didn't know that yeah so there's a picture of this girl um i wish i could remember her name just so i'm not just saying it so vaguely but her picture is underneath so she's always at her home because she was a cast member who worked on the haunted mansion
0: oh. wow wow That just goes back to what I was saying, which is just that whole family just uh, coming together to create these experiences. Wow, that's just so cool.
1: Kaylee, any other um, tidbits that you can give us from that backstage tour?
2: Oh, when you walk through – like, so just this is why you cannot get off that ride at any point because of how the ride operates. One false step and you're like falling through it. Like you are – it is. It is very, they, and they have a lot of trip sensors. So again, if somebody tries something, that's why it trips it really quick. That's that's probably your more realistic version as to why your ride's stopping so often. But
1: <laughs> no, 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 it's definitely that the the, the <laughs> right morning was not given. I'm sticking with that. Yeah, yeah I'll I'll it. It.
2: That, That's what I stick with. That what I think that is way more fun. And um, I also because I love the haunted mansion, I read I've read the kids books, the children's book that they have, and it is it's really fun to see them take the characters of this ride and build this quote-unquote like scary stories for these kids huh interesting <laughs> no, reading them as an adult <laughs> reading them as an adult they're a little bit more fun and playful but you know someone who's who's geared towards you're like "Ooh, okay it's it's you know it's a it's it's fun it was i did it over the summer last year and i was just like we're just gonna do it because there's three of them now there's four but Interesting. I
0: know. I know that it's not exactly the most beloved movie at all, but I actually do enjoy the Eddie Murphy movie. I, I expect, and I enjoy it more now. I saw it for the very first time before I'd ever been on the ride, but after, after being on the ride, I do enjoy some of the allusions to the various characters, the music that is used. I, I gotta say, I mean, it's not the most. I, I would love to see them redo it and, and oh, for do sure. it right. Um, but I do enjoy it because it does have a little bit of that touch of magic to it, you know. You, you know, it just it's it's fun. But I would love to see them do a true haunted mansion movie about the bride and and the history oh, of her and, and all that stuff. I just think it could be. I think they could have a, a hoot with it. To be honest with you,
2: and it is it is it's, it's a classic. Everybody, I've, I've not met anybody who's like I don't like the haunted mansion. Everybody that I talk to about yeah. it. Everybody likes it, so I think it would. I think it would do well. Thinking in, if I put on my like producer hat, you know.
1: All right, it is closing time. So Kaylee, thank you so much for being on the show today.
2: Thank you for having me. I was. I, this was so much fun.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, anything you want to plug?
2: Um, as mentioned earlier, um, I am a host of the Glitter and Gore podcast. It is much more on the funny side. Gore is just because we talk about horror. It's not. We don't really talk anything bloody but we just kind of highlight how women are represented in the horror genre and how women behind the camera are also super important in the horror genre. So that's, that's my, that's my podcast that I do.
1: Awesome. And so um, check that out listeners. If you are uh, uh, into the horror genre, it's um, um, it's, it's a very cool podcast. Um, Casey, where can they find us?
0: Absolutely. Um, If you need to get a hold of us, uh, please email us at beersandears1928 at gmail.com. Uh, or you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram, Beers Ears 1928. Again, Beers Ears 1928. There's no and in there. We've also got a Facebook group, the Beers and Ears Podcast. Uh, we post lots of fun stuff in there um, on our social media about, you know, different things that we're talking about. Spark interesting conversations. I think we're close to about 400 members at this point. So that's really exciting. So definitely interact with us in there. So, Matt, uh, it's closing time, like you said. this one's been on us what do you say man let's raise our glasses up
1: absolutely um we will see you next time everybody
0: and uh as the ghost bride says hurry back hurry back and don't forget to bring your death certificates have a great day everybody
1: Bye.